Hello and welcome to the first in a short series of podcasts brought to you by HaveringElect.co.uk. My name is Mark Wiley, I'm the webmaster at Havering Elects, and in these few short podcast episodes we'll be taking a look at how Thursday's local elections across England and Wales are shaping up in Havering. In this first episode, we'll be sharing our checklist to make sure you're all prepared to go to the polls on Thursday. We also will take a look at the changes between 2018 and 2022, particularly the boundary changes that may have an impact on this year's elections. And lastly, we will take a look at the balance of power and what's at stake in this election. So currently the council is in no overall control with a Conservative-led administration with the support of some independent residents. Will this situation change? Will we see a new administration this time? round well sit back in and let's begin so i guess i'll just start uh, for those of you with no knowledge of havering elects previously and what we've been doing for the last two months uh havering elects is a project um, that was started uh, last year um, to develop a website which would help with voter mobilization, um, getting people registered to vote, uh, understanding all of the new ward boundaries uh, with interactive maps on our website, um, as well as who the candidates are, obviously, for each electoral ward in this election. So it has a whole database of interesting information, stuff about last election results as well in those areas, um, and uh, all the information you needed previously uh, to register for a proxy or postal vote, although the deadline is now closed, sadly. Um, But uh, yeah, it's all there. And I guess the most important thing at this point on the website um, is both the information about the candidates uh, and uh, their social media profiles, any recent leaflets uh, that they have posted that have been made available online. Um, But also um, the fact that there's a polling station finder on there. So if you haven't got your poll card through, um, you uh, should get one uh, through the post and you don't need technically to bring it to the polling station to vote uh, as long as you know your address and hopefully your name. Uh, that should be enough. Um, but um, you also can find your polling station online. Um, so you just need to go to any of the electoral ward pages on the website at haveringelects.co.uk or to the main page. And at the bottom of each page, uh, there is a polling station finder uh, provided by an external uh, company called uh, Democracy Club. All it asks for, though, is your postal code, no personally identifiable information, um, and uh, it's a completely uh, secure service. Um, you can go on there and uh, find out where you need to vote on Thursday. Um, other things, uh, moving on from that, uh, that you may need during the election or may not need, Um, This election, you will not need photo identification. However, uh, this week, uh, this past week um, that's just ended, um, there was a change to the law, uh, which will be coming in for future elections, whereby you will need photo identification. So just bearing that in mind uh, for future elections, not this one. Um, You will not need a uh, pencil or anything like that. That can be provided for you at the polling station. So yeah, just uh, as long as you know your details of... uh, of who you are, where you live, uh, you're in the right place, um, you can get your um, ballot paper through, uh, they'll give it to you, and then uh, your pencil, and just cross uh, where you need to make a cross. In most um, of the wards, there will be three candidates that you will need to uh, vote for, so three uh, crosses on the ballot paper for the respective candidates you want to vote for. Uh, in some, there will be two. Um, this may have changed since the last time that you voted, um, as some wards have increased in size, some have reduced in size, 
Um, and uh, yeah, there are new wards that have been created as well out of old ones. Um, so for instance, the Bean Park ward is brand new. Um, this is in Southhorn Church, was formerly all part of Southhorn Church, but because of the new Bean Park development, um, that area has now got its own new electoral ward with two uh, sitting uh, two councillors uh, to be elected, and Southall Church now is two and was three. Um, similarly, there is uh, in Romford, uh, the old Romford Town Ward has been divided into two uh, due to new development there, uh, which increases the number of voters uh, in that area. So in order to make sure that um, the councillors have uh, a reasonable amount of people to deal with and not too many people uh, giving them casework, there are now uh, two wards there. There is a, a two-seater ward in the south, uh, which is called St. Albans, and there will be uh, a ward in the north of uh, what was Romford Town Ward uh, called St. Edwards with three councillors. Uh, so previously, Romford Town had three. Um, so things have changed uh, there. So do check on an interactive map if you are unsure about where uh, you are in, in which ward, uh, or the polling station finder will, will tell you directly where you need to go to vote. Um, so yeah, uh, hopefully that's, uh, everything marked off on your checklist. Just make sure that you get to the polls between 7am, that's when they open and 10pm at uh, night. Uh, unlike a general election, there should be no problems with queuing or anything like that. I've not really seen that in Havering in the past anyway, but, um, yeah, in, in general elections, sometimes that happens where there's a queue outside the polling station still at 10 o'clock at night. Um, very unlikely, I think, in a local election. Um, but in that case, what happens is that you will always get the chance to vote um, if you are in line at the, the stroke of 10 p.m. So um, they will make sure that you're accommodated. Um, hopefully that's reassured you all and you're all ready uh, to cast your vote on Thursday. Um, I will go into uh, talking about the boundary changes next. We've already uh, discussed some of the areas in which the boundary changes will take effect, and I think they're probably the most uh, significant ones. So Bean Park is the, the first uh, that we should have a, a little look at. Uh, we'll go into deep dives in future uh, podcast episodes around the certain areas of Havering, so we'll go into a little bit more detail. Um, but with Bean Park, um, this is uh, an interesting place because uh, it's been created from South Horn Church. Um, this election, there will be less voters voting in it than there will be in future elections because the population estimates they used when they created the ward um, were based upon uh, occupancy of the Bean Park development. Um, so that obviously isn't the case right now. It's not fully occupied uh, at all. Um, but uh, there will be voters there. There's also voters in the old Mardike estate, which is also part of the ward um, that used to be part of South Horn Church. Uh, typically, we would expect this area to skew towards independents, residents, candidates, um, and uh, the Labour Party came a second place, uh, solid second place in uh, Rainham and Wellington and in Southall Church next door. So we would expect that trend to kind of continue. Uh, so a, a fight between uh, the Labour Party and the Havering Residents Association backed candidates. Do we see this as having any impact on the overall composition of the council, one that's meaningful, um, to uh, you know, perhaps having a different administration? 
Yes, I think we do. I mean, it's only one councillor. Um, but if you compare it to South Hornchurch, um, we had three previously. Now it's an increase of one. The fact that we've split them in half and and the fact that South Hornchurch will now elect two councillors. Um, but this is all to play for. It's no overall control with the council. The fact that the Havering Residents Associations are all fighting together um, to actually this time provide an alternative to the Conservatives. Um, yes, this this could be uh, one council seat that makes all the difference, especially with all the other changes that are going on in the borough. Um, then we look north, then we look to Romford. Uh, we have St Albans and St Edwards wards. So uh, St Edwards is a three-seat award. Uh, St Albans is a two-seat award, uh, which makes it slightly easier to get round, I guess. Um, we uh, have them replacing the Romford Town ward, uh, which was a three-seat award held uh, all three seats held by the Conservative Party. Um, in the last uh, elections in 2018, Labour Party came second. Um, it will be interesting to see whether or not certain number of voters, uh, if there are different pockets of voters for different parties in different areas, whether it, it makes one award more electorally you know, easier to, to capture for the Labour Party, for example, or for the Conservative Party, or for the Residents Association, because the Havering Residents Association is standing uh, in this uh, in these both of these uh, electoral wards for the first time. Um, so we will see uh, HRA candidates in St Albans and St Edwards. Um, it's unknown how that will affect the result, whether they will take votes equally from Labour and the Conservatives and from the other parties, whether they will activate new voters. Um, and the results of these areas could be quite interesting because um, it is uh, taking us from a three-seat award to a five-seat uh, up for grabs, and that has the potential to change in this kind of situation we have where the council is in no overall control, uh, as it has been for quite a while, um, and the Conservative-led uh, administration at the moment relies on votes uh, and support from um, other parties, uh, other groups of independents and residents, currently the Harold Wood uh, residence councillors, um, which are part of the Havering Independence Group. Um, and uh, yeah, they, those guys will be running again in uh, Harold Wood this time around. So uh, that's, that's another thing for uh, later on to go into analysis in a future podcast, uh, whether they will keep their seats because there's a lot of contention in that area. Um, but uh, yeah, they, those I think are the main areas where boundary changes will affect things. Um, there was a, a new story that came out um, late last year around uh, gerrymandering and um, whether or not the, um, there have been plans to change the electoral boundaries in a way that would favor um, the Conservative Party. In the end, the, the Boundaries Commission uh, operates completely independently and they uh, produced some very different uh, set of recommendations to the ones that were being discussed uh, in the papers. Um, so there's no underhanded things to worry about in this, in this, uh, in this context. And I think probably the changes overall uh, don't benefit um, the uh, Conservative Party all too much, I don't think. Um, it creates seats that uh, could be captured by um, independents and residents or the Labour Party uh, in different areas of the borough. Um, but we will see how the Conservatives do. They have some very strong candidates in certain areas with a, a high local profile. Um, so it's it's very much all at stake. And that's, that's the next bit that we will go into. Just At this juncture, I'd just like to thank uh, all the people listening uh, to the podcast. This is a brand new venture for us, and so uh, I'm very pleased that uh, 
people are listening and able to hopefully take some insights from the things that we're saying. Um, this is an election where um, everything could change this time around uh, in, in a very different way to before. There's a lot of different factors at play. Um, usually, as I said, uh, the council has forever been in overall control. Um, and the Conservatives have uh, led administrations with support from various independents, residents, uh, even some defectors. Uh, Michael Dion Burton, for example, uh, defected from being an independent to uh, a Conservative shortly after the last election. Um, and uh, this kind of situation theoretically could still happen. We could see some of those kind of jumps after the election. Um, however, this time around is a little different. Um, because the various residents associations in Havering, not all of them, um, but many of them have decided to form under one banner uh, and run together in this election as the Havering Residents Association. And it's pretty clear uh, from the likes of Ray Morgan, from Gillian Ford, um, that they intend to uh, form a new administration themselves uh, and are pitching themselves to the electorate um, to replace the Conservatives. So, in that sense, uh, they are putting up candidates in every ward. Um, Labour are doing the same, so are the Conservatives. Um, it could be really interesting to see how that all rolls out uh, after the election is finished. Um, in terms of uh, other uh, groups at play that could um, play a strong part in this election, um, the Conservative-led administration is currently um, supported in its uh, in its in its position by the Howard Wood councillors. Um, so they have formed now an official group called the uh, Havering Independence Group. Um, and the, the this group is standing in Emerson Park. It's also standing in Heaton Ward and in Gouches uh, with a number of uh, candidates uh, running uh, for office in those places. Um, we have seen reports that um, the Harold Wood councillors may continue to support the Conservative-led administration. Um, those have come from the Haven Residents Association, so uh, do take that with the <laughs> with the, the measure of uh, analysis that it deserves. You know, uh, this is this is a biased source. Um, so, uh, but th these that they have supported um, those uh, Conservatives in the administration for the last four years. Um, so maybe that will uh, continue if those uh, councillors are re-elected, if uh, new councillors are elected from that grouping. Um, and then outside of that, we uh, we have the changes nationally. And will they, you know, will the um, polls that are showing a decline for the Conservative Party, will they bear out in the elections? Will we see... Um, the effect of party gates and all the scandals uh, surrounding the Conservative Party nationally um, change how people intend to vote or just stay at home and not bother voting at all. Um, we do not know uh, at this point. Um, locally, there are also some, you know, obviously there are, there are, <laughs> there are people that don't like the current administration. There always will be. Um, but there's been heightened press coverage around this administration, around um, the aforementioned gerrymandering scandal um, with uh, Damien White's um, previous convictions uh, for um, the drug driving and uh, very, various other scandals that have appeared in the press in uh, the last six months. And we don't know how much of an effect uh, they will have on the election and on the turnout for the Conservatives. Um, similarly, uh, the Conservative Party um, are also plugging hard against Labour um, against Sadiq Khan, and um, if you're a frequenter of any of the Facebook forums, you'll know that that, that kind of traction, uh, particularly with the ultra-low emissions zone being expanded, it does does uh, appear to be getting some traction in those groups, um, but maybe from kind of people that always uh, vote Conservative anyway, so 
Um, we don't know how much that attack is is going to uh, be successful. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a very uh, dicey situation as normal. Um, the main seats, I guess, to look out for in this election, I would say are probably Harold Wood, um, because that is where the um, the independent group that uh, have supported the Conservatives for the last four years uh, have got very strong competition. There is a lot of different um, candidates there. Residents Association have put up a full slate from Havering Residents Association, um, as well as the Labour Party uh, and the Conservatives. Um, so it will be really interesting to see how that comes out in the wash. Um, we also have the Romford seats that we mentioned, um, the possibility that the Conservatives will lose seats there. Um, this is, you know, the, the northwest of Havering is really their heartland. It's where most of uh, their elected councillors are. And we also will see possibly some uh, councillors uh, being picked off of the Conservatives in Emerson Park um, and in Highlands and Harrow Lodge. These two areas are where the Haven Residents Association is often doing battle with the Conservative Party. Can the Conservatives hold on? Um, if they do, then that's probably the sign of a very good night for them. Um, but if they can't, then it looks more likely that the Haven Residents Association may uh, be able to form a new administration. We also have uh, the group in Raynham and Wennington of the Independent Residents Group Councillors. Um, so uh, the three councillors there are facing a challenge from uh, the uh, Labour Party, but it is the only area where the Havering Residents Association is not fighting. Um, and it's interesting to see what, what will happen in that area. Um, it's uh, also got some very well-known uh, conservative local local candidates. Uh, formerly, uh, they ran in 2018 as uh, independents themselves and got quite uh, a heavy number of votes. Um, and so it will be interesting to see whether the Conservatives with um, candidates with a high local profile uh, might be successful in, in an area where traditionally in Raynham and Wennington they don't do so well. Um, so yeah, so it will be uh, interesting to see. Um, if you've really liked this, then please do subscribe. Um, and uh, we will be putting out some uh, future podcasts in the next few days. Uh, we have uh, deep dives that we will do into uh, the whole electoral situation in the north of Havering, uh, in the south of Havering, one that I'm loosely terming East Havering, including Cranham Upminster, Harold Hill, um, both Gouchers and Heaton, and Harold Wood, uh, and also one for Greater Hornchurch in the middle, uh, just trying to separate it out in a way that we can get that content on there uh, without causing you uh, to waste too much of your day <laughs> listening to my dulcet tones. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a really fun uh, dive through and uh, showing of all the things that are going on in the Havering elections, and I hope to join you very soon. Goodbye. You've been listening to a podcast from Havering Elects. Visit us at haveringelects.co.uk for all the information you need to help cast your ballot on Thursday the 5th of May. Remember to subscribe to us in your favourite podcast application.